0: Josh, really good to see you again, sir. Always hey a pleasure.
1: And I, I got to see you in the flesh.
0: I know, like I know. A you, month you had, and a half ago. Yeah, that was a great show. And I saw you at uh, in Fullerton, too.
1: That was a fun one. Yeah. That's um, funny you say that. I've actually been, I got the multi-tracks for that show, and I've been like mixing it. So kind of reliving that night in the last couple of days.
0: Rad. Yeah, it was crazy. That was a fun one. Yeah yeah man that those those two shows and those those are pretty pretty back to back i want to say like within a week or so
1: yeah yeah we did kind of like we just went got off tour in europe but before then we did like four shows like two weekends in a row just kind of like driving here driving there like one-off shows that kind of went back to back it was nice it's a nice alternative to the the long tour. There's something nice about just like finishing up a show and then getting in your own car, playing your own music. And, you know, there's no one in the car like, can we get some food? Like.
0: Only if you're saying that, that's 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 the only person you got to worry about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If I say, let's get some food, then I will probably get some food.
0: If you're driving and you're stopping yeah. somewhere, where is like the top place to, to that you're hitting? Is it McDonald's, Chick-fil-A? Oof.
1: No, not McDonald's. McDonald's for breakfast. I think yeah. Breakfast McDonald's is different than like lunch dinner McDonald's. Um fair. I'm kind of a I'm kind of a nasty boy. I like me some Taco Bell. Uh we did a tour once where we did we got Taco Bell like 14 straight days. It just kind of became this like ongoing bit. Um that's
0: that, that that's a funny bit. I like it.
1: Yeah. It, well, it started as a bit and it? then it was like, it was like, Oh, we're hungry. Like, well, let's go to, let's actually go to Taco Bell. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. We had like, we collected sauces. So we had like a panel in the dashboard just filled with, it was a library of Taco Bell packets. Good times.
0: I mean, you get somebody, somebody's got to, you know, record that. That's, that's important.
1: Yeah. We actually, um, we gave it, we rented that van and we, uh, the next band to take it out was Levitation Room, and they like had the they had kept the sauces and stuff. <laughs> but then they added some Del Taco sauces, and that was pretty uh, it's pretty sacrilegious.
0: Are you opposed to hitting a Del Taco?
1: No, you just don't get it all over the U.S. Yeah. It's a very regional thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Del Taco. They're both like both Taco Bell and Del Taco are like burritos and tacos, but not necessarily Mexican food, which puts them in their own like weird category. You know, they You're, just take the shapes of Mexican food, but doesn't taste like Mexican food. Yeah, yeah.
0: But also, the, b- both of them do kind of different thing. I know Del Taco has a as a burger, and they do fries yeah. as well.
1: The fries are pretty good. The little crinkle cut fries; those are fun. Um, I live like right next to a Taco Bell or a Del Taco, so could happen anytime I want.
0: I I do too, but I I rarely hit it. You know. Yeah. It's I I I know it's there and it'll it'll stay there, but it's not uh it's not something I'm hitting very often. But I'm driving by it every day, so
1: that's probably why we're not hitting it as often. Because it's not like, I mean, even if we lived next to In and Out, I might not go there as often.
0: Yeah, I think I I think we would both get burnt on that. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. All right. Very well. But if if you're going to go for like a something outside of Mexican food, what would be the the secondary option? Do you think it'd be a In and Out?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's tough on tour. I'm such not a picky eater. And we have vegetarians in the band. So we have to go somewhere that, you know, satisfies all. And there's very few like food types or, you know, styles of food that I'll say no to, if any, so I'm down for whatever. Okay. It's a lot harder. It's a lot harder on the road in the US. But in, in Europe, like, even the gas stations are, like, fire, like, really solid food. Um, the, yeah, a lot of good, like, Mediterranean food out there, too. At gas stations? Not at gas stations. I th- Beyond the gas station realm, you know, it's like the, the Mexican food of Europe is, like, kebab or Mediterranean food. Good deal. Yeah.
0: Do you think that you'd be opposed to eating some fish from a gas station? Do you think that that's where you draw the line?
1: No, I've done it. I've eaten sushi from a gas station. In the States or in Europe? Mm, it, it's all about proximity to ocean, really. That's my... That's, that's fair. My yeah. That's fair. I'm yeah. not stupid. I mean, I'm not going to like take my chances in Nebraska.
0: I was going to say Omaha, yeah.
1: I think one state... You have to have like only one state between you and an ocean like even like nevada idaho I'll, I'll check it out
0: um but when we were trying to coordinate this uh you had informed me that you guys are going back to, to europe now how many how many days until that happens
1: we leave on thursday so a week from today okay and we just got back on monday when did we get back into sunday sunday right my wife's over there it's been a crazy couple months like we just did a month in europe and we have a week off and then we're going over there for two more weeks so it's like kind of the same tour but little break and home. we we could have stayed we could have like just stayed there but no no everyone wanted to like get a little refresh in the usa
0: wow so what was was the last stop before the break
1: Our last show was in the Netherlands, a town called like Nijmegen, I think that's how they say it.
0: And you're you're picking back up the tour in uh, France, right?
1: Yeah, uh, we're doing like ten shows on this run, a lot in France. It's all it's mostly festivals now. So we just did a lot of club shows, a few festivals thrown in there. Now we're in like festival mode, Uh, because I didn't really realize this till recently. In the summers in Europe, people, like, don't go to venues as much. It's, like, hot. Buildings don't have AC as often as here. Everyone just wants to be outside there. So, like, it's really hard to book a good club show in July. So everyone's going to festivals, and that's what we're doing. Man.
0: Uh, And how long was this break uh, in total? How many days are you ever looking at? ten Ten
1: days? Yeah.
0: Have you ever done like break broken up a tour like that before?
1: Not really. Um we did a really weird thing like 4 years ago where we were on tour on the on the East Coast and uh we were on tour with ZZ Top. We did like 5 shows with them and then during that schedule we had gotten offered to play Desert Days on the West Coast. So we we're like, well shit, we can't really do it because we're on tour on the East Coast. But then we're like, could we though? Because we have a day off, so we literally flew home to our hometown to play a festival, and then flew back on tour. It was very strange.
0: That's that that is quite odd. Um, did you notify ZZ Top before you left?
1: They didn't, they don't really care. No. They didn't
0: they didn't give a shit.
1: No, they they didn't really care.
0: They they got they got their own stuff going on.
1: They got their beards to groom,
0: and and Lagrange and whatnot, and all that all that stuff. Uh how familiar were you with their discography besides like the big the big songs before Uh,
1: i was a i was a pretty big fan yeah like the first album's solid it's like just fucking good i swear
0: um let me you can say whatever the heck you want dude go ahead please
1: so the heck um (laughs) yeah they're solid they're awesome fucking great three-piece um yeah first album's solid even the like late 70s stuff's pretty good yeah
0: all right, right.
1: are you are you a fan
0: uh they, they they have some songs but i'm I'm like more like a just a just a uh casual listener i guess because like you know tush that's a big one Lagrange that's of course the the biggest one and i think they have a third one that's pretty big that i can't remember
1: give me all your love maybe that's, that's yeah. a hit. cheap sunglasses
0: yeah, yeah yeah they never
1: they never played that one when we saw it.
0: what about sharp dressed man
1: sharp dressed man there that's, you go yeah that's that's, that one. A, that's a big one yeah.
0: yeah huge
1: but they got but, they got some other good tunes like beyond that did they play those songs every night uh they, yeah they played the hits every night except cheap sunglasses they wouldn't play i don't know why they never played that one
0: do you think that their sunglasses are cheap the ones that they wear
1: Probably. Yeah. I'd like to think they like stay true to their song lyrics. I never, I never buy expensive sunglasses, man. I don't know about you, but I lose them so much. It's just like, like here's what I'm working with right now. Yeah.
0: The, no, those, those are nice. Those are like Ray Ban.
1: No, but $15 at 7 Eleven. It's a little bit like, pricey. Already broken here. And if I lose them, I don't give a shit.
0: Yeah dang dude that yeah that's you You should have just kept them on the whole time dude like yeah you know tour's going great it's, it's sick sick and are you a big sunglass guy
1: yeah uh outdoors outside
0: mm-hmm. uh yeah do you do you use them every day they like you're driving or you're out and about are you taking um, the sunglasses with you
1: yeah for the most part it's funny that when i drive i uh i need like seeing glasses um i don't need them but my vision's like almost bad enough to where i should probably drive with them but then sometimes it's sunny so i have to be like do i want to see better or do i want like no brightness sun in my eyes so sometimes i'll do the i don't know if i can replicate this but i'll i'll do the um the double action
0: yeah got the got those and then got the Dude, it looks it, it looks pretty normal it looks it, fine no it doesn't it doesn't look bad at all
1: yeah well these aren't my these are my wife's glasses but yeah
0: but it was just it was just for the for the for just the documentation for the, of, yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: do you leave the sunglasses in the car or do you take them inside uh,
1: there's such like a disposable thing for me it's not like if i bring them i bring them you know but i'm not like where oh i gotta get my sunglasses it's not like my it doesn't go through the checklist like my phone, wallet, and keys. Those are the three main things. Sunglasses, maybe like a distant fourth, but there's a distinct line between all those.
0: There's a there's a gap between the sunglasses yeah. and everything else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Are you are you opposed to keeping stuff in your car just in general? Like ah, I'll just I'll take that out later, or I'll just leave it in.
1: Um. Yeah, like invaluable things. I don't leave any like equipment in my car. I,
0: I i hope not yeah
1: yeah it's like, been broken it's been broken into and they didn't steal anything because there was nothing of value in there
0: did they bust a window to do it mm-hmm.
1: oh, it sucked and that happened speaking of those like quick in between tour things that happened on like the two one of the two days off in between two month-long tours and all i wanted to do was just chill and do nothing and then i had to deal with all that it really sucked
0: that really sucks i uh I've seen uh luckily, my car's never been broken into like that. They've never busted a window, but like the amount of glass was like is very surprising to me at least yeah. like there's it's like there's no way that there's this much glass from one window.
1: I think that glass is m- like made to break like that though, so it doesn't break in like sharp uh shards. It kind of like breaks in little little balls,
0: yeah, it it's must- just a lot of it
1: it's a lot, yeah
0: and then you got to replace the window that's a whole thing
1: oh deal
0: i went to go visit my buddy once in portland he was he was up there for a time and then the night that i got in like it was his his the back window got busted in shit and i was just like man there's so much glass
1: yeah and then we we're driving it's, it's always it just, the first thing you see too you're just like oh fuck
0: yeah it's yeah the, the eyes really drive towards it like oh that's yeah. that, that's broken glass yeah we gotta yeah. pay attention to that
1: it all like comes to you really fast like broken glass shit my car
0: oh man have you had a car stolen before josh
1: no but they tried to steal my car when they just broke into it and they had torn apart the console under the steering wheel wires hanging out like they must have known some way to hot wire or whatever to the way to do it um but i have low jack in my car do you know what that is no I'm not low jack is like a it's like a thing that you can activate to track your car to prevent it from getting stolen. And what's funny is they had rifled through like my center console and all just the, the only thing sitting on top was the low jack pamphlet that I left in there. So they must've seen that and been like, Oh shit, let's not steal the car.
0: So that's like the modern day, like stick across the. Pretty much. yeah the steering wheel.
1: Or the modern day stick shift. Cause no one can drive a stick. Shift.
0: Are you able to drive stick shift? Are you? Oh,
1: no, I'm yeah. not. But, but have you heard of that? Like people stealing manual cars and then not being able to drive them.
0: I have. I've the... I've heard of that being an occurrence. Which you I would love think. That. It's like I gotta brush up on this before just in case. It's a stick Right. Shift.
1: You or should, you test that.
0: Right. Or you should be able to like see that it's a station. Like, ah, that's not that's not for me. Right. Man. Yeah. Uh, I feel like because I, I drive around with a lot of people who do have stick shifts. Like, I could, I could figure this out. I could yeah which is how everybody does it too
1: you just have to yeah i've tried and i it was like back in college and i tried to drive my friend's stick and i stalled out in the middle of a intersection and that was like honking honking kind of freaked out and yeah it's traumatized me
0: do you think that you'll try again yeah soon do you think that you feel comfortable driving in in Europe, like Netherlands or or France or something like that? Have you ever like thought about that? Like oh, I could probably do this,
1: driving stick in Europe.
0: Not driving stick, just it, oh blah. yeah,
1: no, I have. I've driven in Europe. Yeah,
0: is it is it that much different than the states?
1: Only when you get to the cities, like the roads are the highways are super. They're almost easier in a way, like very well maintained. You know, signs are pretty accurate. Um. But the cities aren't really meant for cars. They're not built like our cities are. So yeah. But it's what really 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 hard is driving in uh, driving in England is, is pretty messed up, all backwards and shit. Yeah.
0: Does it, did it take a second for you to like okay, like I I I gotta everything is opposite.
1: Every turn, every turn, you just have to like think left, like left, left, left. Yeah, it's messed up.
0: Do you think it would be more difficult if you were coming from England and then you moved to the States or you're touring in the States?
1: I think it would be like the same. Same. Right. Just inverted.
0: Very well. I, I thought I was going to stump you with that one. So it's 10 days, 10 days 10 you days. got before I mean, heading back out. Is that enough yeah. time for you to decompress and relax?
1: Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, and ideally you're like, oh, I'm just going to go home and do nothing. But then stuff kind of, you know, piles up. Um, Want to hang out with Angela and like do fun stuff. So
0: if you had a 20 a, a day break, let's say doubling, doubling it from, from what it is now, do you think you, you would actually be able to really, really relax before jumping back out?
1: I mean, yeah, probably a little more than 10.
0: But not double, but, but a little more. A little more. A little more, yeah.
1: Yeah, that'd be nice. Are you, oh, it's are funny because you... Um, you want to like ideally you want to adjust back to this time zone, but I'm now I'm kind of like, what's the point? Like, I'll be I'll just want to stay a little jet lagged. So then, like when I go back to your UK, I'm just like, or England or wherever Europe, you know, we're back in there. I'm clearly <laughs> it's clearly not working. But
0: well, what yeah. what time is it over there right now, or what would it roughly be?
1: Plus nine, so like 1020 PM.
0: Did you did you get adjusted to it while well over there for the last five weeks? Yeah,
1: it takes a couple days. Yeah.
0: Now how do you deal with the uh the flights? Are you are you good with flying like whatever? No no no. no.
1: I hate flying. bad uh but I'm six four. It's it's hard. Man. Yeah. Did we t- I feel like we talked about this on the last time? Did
0: if we did, we're just you know, we're we're going back for some hits. Maybe it's good.
1: Life. Yeah, déjà. just had déjà vu. But yeah, six four, coach. Seats on a plane. It's difficult. It's like a. Yeah. Not getting much sleep.
0: Are you are you are you able to at uh, at some point sleep a little bit or?
1: Yeah, last time I took a sleeping pill that actually helped. But I'll probably do that again. Honestly.
0: You do sleeping pills regularly.
1: No. Just in case of emergency. I C E.
0: What about some, some NyQuil just to shoo, I'll light.
1: do I'll do some melatonin before NyQuil.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah,
1: just just the just the sleepy stuff. Don't need the like pain relief stuff.
0: Are you a fan of um of like going out and seeing the city if you have the, the time to do so? Even if it's been a place that you've already been to.
1: Yeah. In theory, I I feel like I am, but then sometimes we have like our one day off, and I'm just so tired. I just like to like chill at the hotel room and order Uber Eats. But uh,
0: Uber, are you using more Uber Eats over there or over here? Over there. Okay.
1: Yeah. But um, yeah, I like to check out the cities. Yeah.
0: Overall, do you enjoy touring? I do. Yeah. What's the best part about it?
1: I mean, I feel like that answer has changed a lot for me over the years. I used to think it was just like, you know, waking up somewhere new and playing a show. And I still like that, but like, I just like experiencing other cultures. And you see so much about a place's culture based on like the hundred or 200 people you come across in a venue or like how people act during shows or how they how the hospitality is like you really get an insight to the cultures and in europe it changes so much from country to country like the difference between france and spain is pretty vast from germany to france is so much different i don't know i like that from like a from like a anthropological point of view
0: what is the worst part about touring for you
1: Um, just wearing yourself out i don't know the older i get the more tired i get being away from from uh, angela that's tough too
0: and and you guys just got married recently yeah
1: yeah so actually at the beginning of this run we were all the band included we're in spain for a week and we had a wedding yeah we, we we've actually been married for like a year and a half, but we didn't have a full on wedding, and we we wanted to. So now it's like awesome, double official.
0: Really, it's 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 really that it's set in stone. There's no, it's yeah, fine, yeah. If if anybody has any anything to say about it, it's like, well, I I had two weddings. How many weddings did you two. have? Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm pretty serious about marriage, actually. Yeah, we're planning
1: yeah. the third one right now.
0: Yeah, we're in the it's in the works. It's in the works. We're gonna renew our vows. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we're gonna right. keep going further and further away. We're gonna get married in Thailand.
0: I, that that would that'd be nice. Yeah, that would be cool. Switch it up a bit. Yeah. From from Spain, where did you go from there? What was the first stop of the tour?
1: Then we flew to uh, England, and the first show was Brighton. Yeah, so we knocked England out first. Did like eight shows in England and then hit up the rest of the EU.
0: Did you do a, a France gig before heading further
1: out? Um, yeah, we did some, Fran- some French shows. Yeah, we kind of now- just kept stopping through France. We'd like hit France, go to Germany, hit France, go to Spain, end up in... Like France is pretty central geographically and also like... It's where our booking agent is based out of. So,
0: good deal. Yeah. Is, that, is that where you're in? The, that's where you guys are going to go first stop yep. when you come back.
1: Exactly. That's Maybe. where we enter and leave from. So,
0: you love France.
1: You know, if you would ask me like four years ago, I wasn't the biggest fan. And I've really grown to like it over the last four years. Like, the people there are awesome. We always have the best shows there, the food to come on. Like I really do like France.
0: What has been the audience's reaction to this, this tour overall?
1: It's been great. It's been excellent. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in the UK where we started, it was a little stiff, but I think that's just like the culture of the people there. They're a little more like reserved and kind of just watch a show like this. And then you get to France. So they're like, ah, you know,
0: are you more England or France when you go to see a show?
1: See, that's the thing is I'm, I feel, I find myself judging audiences, but then I'm I'm like, I'm kind of England when I go to shows. I'm kind of the guy, but then, then again, you know, if I'm in, if I'm watching a show like that, I'm not going to be in the front. I don't want the band to see like me just being like, you know, Yeah. I'll watch from the back,
0: mm-hmm. but, but I'll like, still enjoy it. Like who is that guy in the back not enjoying it then?
1: No, you never, because that's what the back is reserved for I I don't like it when there's people like in the front like dead face just like it's like why are you in the front
0: maybe they got there early accidentally you know
1: yeah maybe they can't leave they're trapped
0: I I mean if they're in the front it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to make your way to the back that's true um what is your favorite place to play outside the US
1: um it's definitely Spain or France. Um, always have a good time in Barcelona. Yeah, the crowds there are sick. Uh, lately in France, Paris has been pretty wild. I don't know what it is, like the big cities, but maybe we have more fans there. Just like people come out and are like energetic and it's this ping pong back of like energy. We get fired up they get more fired up it's cool those are cool scenes
0: just off of touring and being Mm -hmm. able to to travel where could you see yourself like all right i could see myself moving here
1: spain spain yeah it's really hoping to say
0: england and just be like yeah yeah
1: (laughs) yeah i mean yeah my my wife's from spain so um i've spent a lot of time there
0: I had uh Dylan on a few months ago. Yeah. That was that was nice to get his perspective on things. Yeah. It it was interesting to get that that duality, if you will, of your position in it in his being in Indiana. I, I think he, he got there a little bit before you did. I wanna say from Kentucky. I
1: think I got there first actually. I was I moved there in two thousand nine and he moved there in two thousand eleven or twelve.
0: So you're more legit. Got it. Okay.
1: I was there for college. Uh, He just moved there from Kentucky, I think in 2011 or 2012.
0: Yeah. You were obviously establishing the scene and everything you were were on. it.
1: Well, that's what he talked about in the interview is like how I'm like, I kind of have a weird thing with memory and like dates and years. So I'm like, I've become the like encyclopedia of memories for the band.
0: I'm, I'm glad it's with you.
1: You it's know, in there. It's, I gotta hold it secret.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hold, hold it safe. Hold, hold it close. Yeah. Yeah. Uh do you do you think that you would have eventually um gotten back into music if uh if you hadn't joined Frankie? Do you think that you would have explored music out there irregardless? You know? I think
1: at, at one point I was in six bands at one time because it was college and you could do whatever you want. Um well, that's what's funny is Frankie started as like a side project for everyone too. For Dylan, for like, we were just like, yeah, let's make some songs. And now it's funny how that becomes the, the main thing, like the thing that can you connect with the most.
0: When did you start to feel like it was going to become a main thing? Was, Honestly, was there a point that you're like, okay, this is getting more serious or official?
1: You know, it started as kind of more of a recording project and we would play shows every once in a while. But then once we started touring and I started like really feeling like fulfilled playing the songs and seeing the audience reaction and like feeding off of that, kind of like I was talking about like how our fans are. Um, It just felt like the thing I wanted to do. I don't know. And like Dylan, Dylan and I have always worked together so well. Um, like unspoken communications, like it's really nice.
0: Are you searching for fulfillment within music?
1: yeah, of course. I think it's like any any like career you have you want you want to feel fulfilled by it
0: when did music start becoming a a career?
1: I mean, what do you how do you define career like your main
0: Good, good counter question, Josh. I'm not gonna lie. That's a. That's it's a always good, been yeah. like
1: my favorite thing in the world, and like my, uh, you know, borderline addiction. <laughs> that and math. <laughs> not, and math, yeah, good memory. Not
0: meth, math. Just math. So everybody knows.
1: Crystal math. Uh, <laughs> Crystal but <laughs> it's always been like the only thing I've cared about, and I guess it started to become a career when I like focused on it and like i don't know it, it became an unhealthy obsession when i dropped out of college and like wasn't making any money had to get like a shitty job but now it's like starting to pay the bills enough so i guess it's a career yeah, yeah. it's what i spent all my time doing
0: did you did you feel was it nerve-wracking for you were you like oh my gosh like what what am i doing or were you like i'm i'm confident uh, in what i'm doing
1: a little bit i was i was pretty i was stoned a lot back then so i didn't really i wasn't like what am i doing i was like let's just I can play music man i got a job at like a screen printing store or factory or whatever warehouse yeah
0: so that that'll be the that, that'll that be the next course of action mm-hmm. like that that'll become the hobby that will become the obsession screen, screen printing? printing yeah no
1: I I didn't really like it that much.
0: Or weed, whatever, whatever comes first.
1: Yeah. Also, fucking can't vibe with that anymore.
0: You're, you're out. You're done. I'm out. What? I wish
1: it was so great for so long, but now it's just like the worst drug.
0: What was it? What, what was it about weed that you're like, nah, I'm, I'm done.
1: Just it started hitting me wrong one day. Just like never felt better after smoking it it took like a year of that to be like, why am I even doing this anymore? Yeah.
0: Was that out in California? or Was that back in Indiana?
1: It was here. Okay.
0: Yeah. Of course, that Cali weed dude is going to get that you. Cali- it's
1: too good, man. That's the thing. It's the potency.
0: Do you think you'll ever smoke weed again?
1: Yeah, I would like to. I need to find like seventies weed.
0: Okay. Yeah. like some, yeah. some swag. Yeah.
1: I need some swag, but no one sells swag anymore. It's like, Fucking 28%, like proof it, THC crystallized. I don't want that. Were you a big
0: big stoner before college?
1: Yeah, yeah. I started smoking when I was like 15 or 16. Dang. Yeah.
0: Bad kid, dude. Bad kid getting good grades. Good test
1: scores. Good test scores, not good grades. SAT score? SAT, yeah. High? Uh, yeah
0: was it was a number
1: well was perfect on math so that's how i got the that's how i got the scholarship if i took that test now it would be like 10 percent. but
0: because you're not smoking weed anymore that's what i think (laughs) that's just
1: yeah you think the weed was the connected all the dots in my brain yeah
0: probably what it was yeah if you if you would have graduated what was it what would it have been with
1: the last major I was in was uh informatics, like information science. Oh. And like some like statistics and data analysis. I'd be crunching numbers.
0: In in bong ribs too. It's
1: rushing them, dude. That's fine.
0: You think that, that you would have yeah, that's dude, bong. that was just so natural for you that just that the muscle memory it never goes yeah. away. Yeah. Do you think that you would have uh stayed up there in Indiana?
1: That's hard to say. It was it was so easy living there. Like rent was cheap, didn't need a car, walk everywhere. But I don't know, I, I just felt like there's musically it was great like recording there, but to play live, there's only like two or three venues to play. The town's so small that if you play more than once a month, everyone's like, oh, I just saw them. I'm not going to see them again. There's like a, you know, a pretty short ceiling there. But like in another world where I'm just like a ghostwriter or like make records and don't tour, I could have stayed there.
0: And that's, you're, you're already getting into that territory now, right? You're already ghostwriting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, have you heard the new T-Swift song?
0: Yeah. I really liked it. No
1: get out of here well you... me and me and chat GPT kind of collabed on that one.
0: Oh yeah i know that guy yeah, chat, CBD.
1: yeah. <laughs> chat cbt exactly
0: chat ghp yeah
1: yeah
0: uh would you would you ever do that would you ever be interested in in ghostwriting uh, yeah
1: i love i love that i like writing for voices or writing for styles it's like putting on a hat I find that easier than writing, like, my own shit a lot of times, like, put me in these confines of, like, sound like this, and it's easier for me to, to, like, flow, rather than, like, you can do anything, now make a song, it's kind of, it's, it's tough.
0: It's daunting.
1: It's daunting. Yeah. And it it, it represents you, you know, it's like, that represents your voice. That's always been tough for me.
0: I like your voice, Josh, and I and I like what you've been doing with Taylor and and, <laughs> and Chad CBD.
1: Chad CBD. Ch- Chad CBD. Yeah, yeah, it's a good guy. Uh,
0: is it is it difficult to to be in that process of like, all right, I gotta I gotta write something. I gotta write something for myself.
1: Yeah, it it isn't. It isn't. It's like any creativity, kind of you can't force it. I think you can have a work ethic where you can just sit down and try to make something. But if it isn't coming, it's just not coming. Like and I feel like I can I can feel when it's being forced.
0: Can you um, feel when it's coming, or is it just it's an immediate like like that?
1: I mean, my favorite songs are riffs that I've written have just been like, there it is. And I haven't had to like think much about it. It's almost like channel, like a lot of people say channeled it from something else or whatever like you're tapping into it rather than like forcing it to be a certain way
0: uh do you think that more artists will will be utilizing chat uh, uh cbd to, to be writing stuff
1: yeah i think so
0: do you think that it'll be it would be as good as how people like a, a genuine person no i something?
1: think i think people will always be able to decipher or differentiate what's like robotically written or what's written by an algorithm than what is like someone's brain yeah i think it's good for like outlines of stuff though or like a starting off points if people use it that way it can be good know. Uh, we talk about this a lot on tour the
0: good we're get we're getting AI, into the, into the band talk. yeah I don't mean that AI stuff is is quite weird.
1: It's crazy, man.
0: When I saw you guys uh mm-hmm. live the the um the other the other month, I guess, mm-hmm. you, you were you're utilizing a, a synthesizer, right? That's what you're yeah. playing. Mm-hmm. When did that kind of come into the fold for you?
1: I started playing that thing when we were recording uh monsters eating people, eating monsters. Uh it was a friend of mine's, he let me borrow it right before you know 2020 and then during the pandemic i just had it for you know the whole basically a year and just played it all the time and then once we started playing shows again i started putting it on stage and playing it you know
0: is it that is it the same one that you were working with for the year
1: yeah yeah yeah. so yeah it was my friends let me borrow it and then one day he's like hey can i get that back so I'm just like, tell me how much you want for it because I need this thing. <laughs> and I think he knew that was going to happen. Because I kept, while I had it, I was like, hey, just let me know when you want this back. Let me know. And then once he asked, it was like, it's like the only piece of gear I just couldn't part with. I couldn't.
0: Has that expanded your mindset within making music? Just Absolutely. having that thing.
1: Yeah, man. Synthesis is cool. Like starting with the most archaic, like simple sound unit, like a, a wave. And then you're just like shaping it and molding it to uh, what you want it to sound like. It's really cool. Were you instantly
0: like comfortable with doing it live? Like yeah. the first time you brought it out?
1: Yeah, because um, I don't really use like... I don't explore that much on it live. I kind of just stick to like one or two sounds and it it being an analog synth, like there's no presets or anything. So to change sounds, you really have to like tweak it a lot in between songs, which I don't you know we don't really have time to do. So there's kind of like a two or three sounds that I stick to live. yeah
0: you do you have a favorite?
1: Yeah, I like uh, so it's a monophonic synth but I like putting the two oscillators like a fifth apart. This is music nerd shit, but like, it just sounds like, you get two notes out of one. It sounds very like, I don't know. It almost sounds like medieval to me, like the the fifth in music. I like the fifth, the power chord.
0: A, a medieval synthesizer.
1: Yeah. If only they knew, man. If only. I, I guess back to your question though, the, the difficult part isn't like, the playing of it because the parts are pretty simple. It's the uh switching, like playing guitar and then switching to that and then like turning the sound off on that. It's more just like things to manage, like more multitasking on stage. Yeah.
0: Do you do you feel kind of um bare without it if you were to play with without it now? No,
1: no. We've done shows on like really small stages where we're just like, let's not do the synth tonight. I can adapt. Yeah. Uh it, it means, is fun. Yeah,
0: it's adapting or perishing. That's it. Yeah and that's medieval shit
1: that's medieval synth shit
0: is it uh is it is it a a shift in your mindset when you when you aren't playing it when you don't have the synthesizer out Mm -hmm.
1: it is um
0: going back to your roots
1: going back to my roots a lot easier to set up and get off of a stage you know right um just yeah, when I when I just play guitar, it's like, oh, this is easy. Just boom, boom, let's go. Since you got the stand, you got the gotta plug it into like a DI box. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing.
0: Do you uh do you enjoy that process of like gotta plug this in, gotta make sure that this is
1: Yeah, yeah it, it is kind of it's kind of like therapeutic. Like I have my checklist before a set. But you know, to set up, you know, on stage, I'm there for like twice as long as anyone else. Everyone's like, "All right, we're good to go," and then I'm just like, still like tuning my synth and all this nonsense. But uh, it's fun. It's worth it.
0: Is there a is there a point within a, a a large tour like like you're on now that everybody like hits hits a stride and everybody's like firing on all cylinders together?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, how, it's, how long it's does all it ups and downs? Take,
0: yeah, how long does it usually take you to to get into that groove?
1: I felt like on this tour, the first week, you know, England was a little like felt like we were still getting back into like the routine of things. You know, you rent uh, amps there, so the equipment amps and drums, the equipment isn't yours. you're still getting to know it. And then around the second week, we started like hitting a groove playing some good shows. Yeah.
0: When you went over to France, then you felt yeah. like, all right.
1: Yeah. The the first show, I think the first show in Europe was in Germany, Munich. And that was like really fun. Yeah.
0: What was your first experience with touring? Like you remember the first tour you ever went on?
1: Yeah. The first tour I went on was, it was like a short West coast tour with trip tires. And we were all living in Indiana we we like somehow managed to book like four or five shows just it was just California and I just used my car I think we like rented amps I had like a friend of mine play drums just because we needed someone to play drums on the tour yeah it was it was fun I think I remember the first show we made like 60 dollars in merch and it was like it's pretty good 60 dollars was it well, the... we were we were selling tapes, so they were like five dollars each. Yeah. It's hard yeah. to hard to make that much, but
0: that's a good price for a tape though. Yeah. yeah. Five bucks.
1: It felt a lot different. It felt more like everything was new and exciting, and we'd be soaked if anyone was there to watch, you know.
0: What what was the turnout of the of the tour in total?
1: I don't really remember. Um not great. But not like, not like we never played for no, nobody. There was always like, you know, it was like Santa Barbara. We played a college town. So there were some people. It was, it was pretty good.
0: Was that one of the first times going back to California since moving to Indiana?
1: No, I would always go back once or twice a year. So, yeah.
0: Did you play San Diego or was it more Northern? We
1: did. I think we did play San Diego because Homes, yeah, hometown. my friend, my friend had a festival he had a small festival he did for two years. It was called Cub Fest. And yeah. Actually, the person who headlined it was Vince Staples, who's like pretty big rapper now. So if you look at the bill, it's like Vince Staples, Triptides, like, yeah. And he
0: opened up for you. You guys were there.
1: No, no, no. He played like he played, he headlined and he played like four songs. And then someone in his band got in a fight with someone in the crowd and then they left. It was wild yeah all right
0: it's not uh this that's not about was at the end of the tour or was it the beginning or middle
1: no no that was uh vince staples the, the no, no, of the
0: of yeah. this of, of this uh
1: i don't remember i don't remember the order i don't think I was, we ever had like a poster or anything i was gonna uh, say
0: like that's a good way to either start the tour or end it like all right
1: yeah i think it might have been the end yeah that was 2011 so that was 12 years ago
0: does that feel like 12 years ago that you've been no. and doing this no longer or
1: shorter way less feels like that feels like five years ago yeah it's crazy man the days are long but the years are short
0: i like that you should write that down
1: yeah i just made that up no one's ever said that before
0: no does it kind of surprise you where, where you are with uh going to Europe and playing all these different countries and. Yeah, man,
1: it's, it's awesome. I mean, I feel like, you know, musically it's been a very slow and steady climb for, for me, for the band too. Like, so we never really take anything for granted. Like we probably lost money on like three years of touring. Just, you know, we like had to save up and then go on tour and now like seeing people No songs or bring their records to the shows is just it's fucking rad yeah i'll never i like i don't think i'll take it for granted i'd so much rather have that than like be a band that has like you know you put out one single and then you know fucking pitchfork and all that shit and then it's only like downhill from there that that would be like the worst you go from playing like theaters to like clubs you know (laughs)
0: It seems unhealthy to have like that, like a a skyrocketing kind of thing, successful.
1: Yeah, it must be tough. I mean, you see that all the time with like famous people and how hard that is to deal with. Some people do it well, though. Some people do. Yeah. Some people are cut out for it.
0: Yeah. I, I, I don't know what an example of that, but like, yeah, there are some examples.
1: Yeah. But it's been nice. It's like, I feel like we're on that steady climb, that hustle. And you know, sometimes we'll like Dylan and I'll look at each other and just be like, This is crazy, we the book.
0: Was is is there a specific thing that popped out to you like, whoa, this is pretty crazy? Yeah,
1: once you know, like seeing people like line up for shows is fucking cool. It's fucking wild. Or seeing like like a big group of people singing along to a song and we're in Spain or something. It's like that's wild to me. I'll never get over that.
0: When was the last time you played Indiana, like Bloomington specifically?
1: We uh, we haven't played Bloomington in a long time. Like 2018 was the last time we played there.
0: Wow. All right. Yeah. A good a good amount ago.
1: And it wasn't like a great show or anything. Uh, most of the people we knew there like don't live there anymore. Cause it's such a such like a transitive town. People leaving and coming all the time uh I would love to, though. One of my good friends just moved back there yeah. for
0: for a time. We don't, it's it, it's it, it's only for a brief stint, though, because it's transient town.
1: Yeah, yeah. he's there. Yeah.
0: So by the time you get out there, he'll probably be wrapping be, up. Yeah,
1: yeah, he'll be graduating.
0: You're gonna have to help him move.
1: Yeah.
0: You ever get called upon to do that, help helping somebody move?
1: Um, no. Luckily no i think i have
0: would you uh, say a, no
1: i don't have a truck or anything i wouldn't you, you say you no got the car and you and you had to have a i yeah. do have a mid suv um i wouldn't say no unless i had like an actual excuse i wouldn't like fly like i've been in that situation where you need help moving like you gotta help people out because it can be fun man i can like just like if you treat it like hanging out and just lifting some shit it can be fun
0: but yeah. if you're just like,
1: oh, God, I got a few this, and it's not fun.
0: Yeah. I like your mindset towards it. I feel like a lot of people yeah. are the are the first step of that.
1: And I mean, loading gear every night is moving. Like, we, oh, yeah, you're dead. I, I forgot you're doing that shit mover. every day. Yeah. yeah. Professional mover. <laughs> Have you seen that? You ever watch Nathan for You?
0: No, but I, I, oh, that's great. Oh, that, that, that was the old one on Comedy Central, right? Like yeah. That was the, yeah.
1: But he kind of, <laughs> but really. He has this idea where he's like, he markets a moving company as like a workout, so he gets people to pay to help people move because he like markets it as a workout. That's genius. That's what he did. It,
0: that is because like, you know these physical labor jobs is like, dude, you're gonna you're gonna get pretty pretty ripped, or right? Yeah. You know, Being people shit. pay to go to
1: a gym. Like, why don't you pay to do this to help someone move? Yeah, makes sense.
0: It does make sense. You, you, you like to go to the gym? You like to work out, or no?
1: Oh no. I mean, I would like to. Like, I understand the importance of it, but just can't get myself to do it.
0: Hey man, some people don't need to do it. You're one of those people that don't. You, I,
1: I mean, I consider like playing a show like pretty good cardio. Feel pretty healthy on tour. Like sweating for an hour every night. Yeah. When I'm home, I try to like walk a lot.
0: Are you, are you a big uh perspirator sweater?
1: Not more than usual now. Dylan is Dylan's a big sweater.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I'm yeah, like average I, sweat levels. Average, medium. Yeah, medium
0: rare. Uh, I I am more of the on the on the end of Dylan. So yeah, I'm sweating Oh more. really? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah. You you're not going to any indoor shows and in you're up in the summer then.
0: It's, I went to an indoor show. Look recently and it was very hot and i wore shorts i'm not really a shorts wearer but i wore shorts and i'm glad Mm -hmm. i did because i was just drenched yeah
1: yeah even with the shorts
0: even with the shorts i was i I was pretty dang hot yeah
1: did they have ac or was it just the the body heat from everyone else
0: i think there was ac but it was just something is that that place uh genghis cohen over there it's like that
1: that. chinese restaurant Bingo! Yeah, I've been there. That was cool.
0: Yeah, it was. It yeah. was in that thing. So I, I just feel like there was, you know, probably, probably the, the heat from everybody else and it's just hot and. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, do you prefer to be like really hot and su- sweating when you're playing, or do you prefer to be like cold?
1: Yeah, definitely hot and sweating. Yeah, because you, you get on a stage and there's AC and you're like, oh, this is nice, but then you're like getting into it and you're just like still like hair is like totally normal that feels weird i like like... it when it's like as as long as it's not like the air is just like so damp you can't breathe because we've done that a couple times that sucks yeah (laughs) actually when we just played madrid it was like that it was (laughs) everyone was like dying on stage oh yeah it was a tough one small rooms
0: does uh does the venue itself kind of kind of give give way to like how the performance is going to go like yeah. does it does it add a something that's outside of music kind of that uh have yeah a, have for sure
1: yeah i think in enclosed spaces and definitely smaller clubs there's just like so much more energy because you're right there with the people everyone's reacting to like the sounds bouncing off of walls um i I almost prefer that you know it's not always logistically makes the most sense when you want like more people to come to your shows but sometimes we'll play outside and you're like on the super tall stage and there's this barrier between you and the crowd and there's photographers in between you know it's beautiful but it's not like it doesn't feel the, the same yeah yeah
0: do you uh do, do you like that that barrier though that it was just it's just only the the security and photographers I like I like uh, I, I like you, that, yeah, you like the barrier? I like that. It's just them. I like that. there's yeah. two people who are able to be in there,
1: yeah, That's, I think it's neat. They should like hang out,
0: yeah. I mean, they're probably like yeah. pretty good friends.
1: It's weird. Some festivals have rules where you can only take pictures on like the first three songs and you'll just see like all these photographers and you'll play your first three songs and then they just all leave. What? Is- what is this rule?
0: What when did you realize that that was a rule?
1: I don't know, like a couple of years ago.
0: It must it must it's like sparked you as odds well. like, okay, there's a bunch of people here now, there's none. There's right. no no
1: photographers. I don't I don't know if any photographers out there know why that's a rule. Hit me up.
0: Yeah, let us know. I'm I'm also curious. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh call the number below.
0: Yeah. Have you ever been super stoked on like a picture that uh, you've been tagged in or just have seen? That somebody's taken of you playing live.
1: Yeah, sure. I'm like that looks that looks good. It's maybe. like maybe ten percent of the time, but every once in a while, I'm like, it's a good shot.
0: But the other 90s like,
1: eh. I'm like, I'm doing something weird, like or like I don't know. Yeah, I like black. I like black and white. When people shoot black and white, it looks way cooler. Yeah, it does.
0: For shows, he, he gives a good uh, a good feel to it.
1: Yeah. Give it was a medieval feel,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking speaking of of colors and the, and these kind of things, the merch that I've seen is it is pretty vibrant.
1: Yeah, it's do you, vibrant merch.
0: Yeah, do you uh wear vibrant stuff like that? I I feel like I haven't seen you in in anything.
1: I don't like that. really. No, I'm not a big like. I'll I'll pop a tie dye on every once in a while, but I'm not wearing bright colors really. Mm-hmm. I like my my whites and my blacks and my earthy tones the steely dan sonic youth shirt yeah yeah exactly
0: that's fsg prints, right
1: yeah i think so um what's funny is we just we just did a thing with them and uh it gave us some like free stuff which is cool they got a lot of steely dan shirts which i like but i bought this like four years ago before i even knew about the company i just was like i need that i love i love these two bands so much that I don't care if it's like some like nerdy ironic shirt. I like I have to have this.
0: Yeah. Who who has had the 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 more more of an effect on you, Celia Dan or Sonic Youth? Oh
1: man, um, it's it's I, it's it's a tough question.
0: Why is It's, it's like, tough. Yeah,
1: it's fucking tough. The there, back end. So there couldn't be more different sounding bands, but uh, probably as like. My style guitar playing style goes Sonic Youth. Like Thurston's one of the reasons I got a jazz master. Like I like to fuck around behind, like play the guitar in weird ways. Probably drew some inspiration from him for that.
0: Yeah. Speaking of the Thurston work, I I have this thing and it's behind this computer here. It's the Desert Days lineup from
1: uh, 2017.
0: Maybe Iggy Pop, Spiritualized. Yeah, you guys played it, but also Thurston Moore. The Thurston yeah, Moore group played that, that
1: it. That was a great, that was a great Deseret. That was the last one in the Institute of Mental Physics or whatever it's called.
0: This was, yeah,
1: yeah, that was a great one.
0: Mental, mental physics, yeah, yeah. Did you did you see him then?
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, he was awesome. <laughs> but it was like, it was like him and then sleep and Iggy Pop. It was like, yeah. Was this-
0: there's some there's some great people that played this one. Yeah,
1: Pink Gizzard played that day too. It's the first time I ever saw them. I got one here too. Wait,
0: pull it out, pull it up. That's
1: really neat. This is this year's.
0: What do we got? Tame and Paula.
1: It's just this is just Saturday. Because we yeah. played Saturday. We're like down here.
0: And it's Leclaire. And Shannon yeah. the clams. Oh, it's a good one. yeah. How many how many of them have you have you played in total? Just three? Yeah.
1: Just 2017, three. 2019. 2019 was the one we flew back from tour to play. And then this last year. Yeah.
0: Good deal. That's awesome, Josh.
1: Um hopefully next year. I hope.
0: And the year after.
1: No, not that one. Oh,
0: good. It's no. yeah. I'm going really to be sick
1: there that weekend, so I can't do that
0: one. Full-fledged NyQuil binge, or?
1: Mm, we'll see how it goes. Maybe. Okay.
0: Um, Josh, it's 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 so good chatting with you, man. Thank you so much yeah, for likewise, taking, man. taking the time out of your, your day. Always a pleasure chatting with you. But before I let you go, I got some promo to do. So, mm-hmm. Frank and the Witch Fingers music streaming everywhere. Wherever you get your music, that's where you can find it. Great, great stuff. Um, and you could find the vinyl and merch at greenwayrecords.com dot com and Church of Pickle as well. Is that the mm-hmm. website for the merch? Yeah, Church of Pickle dot com, uh, and through the Bandcamp, which is at Frank and and everyone can stay up to date with shows, releases, and everything else by following uh, Frank and the on Instagram, and that's just at Frank the That was
1: awesome. Thanks.
0: I, I i was practicing that so i was really
1: good that was smooth we,
0: we have do it again okay okay i guess we didn't get that one uh um, right. no josh is there anything else that we got to promote before you uh you get out of here and this this is coming out and it will be in a little bit in like october
1: Nah, just be chill to each other everyone thank you josh i appreciate you man i'm gonna
0: stop recording this talk to you in a minute all right all right peace thank you brother